Hello, I'd like to welcome y'all to the next episode of the Muncie Music Scene Podcast. Today with me, I have Matt Foy. What up? I'll let him tell y'all about himself, and we'll get going. All right. Well, uh, let's see. For music, I've been performing since I was 20, I think, because I wasn't old enough to get into docs, but I could do the open <laughs> mic thing, so I'd like, I'd go in there, and then they'd tell me to get the fuck out. Am I allowed to cuss? My bad. Yeah, you're All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't want us in there for very long. And then um, then when I turned to like 25, that's when I really got serious again. You know what I mean? We was in a, we had a big group. We were the IWG. There was like seven or eight of us. And there was a squad from up north in Laporte and then the Muncie crew. Mm-hmm. All of us were really, really talented and always felt like so lucky to be a part of it you know what i mean because yeah. i the first song i ever did was like right before that squad made made their way through and shit um let's see then all that fell apart like any group does yeah. um and then let's see then i put out some solo stuff and then i was in a band with jay williams for a while uh strange new dawn we did pretty good pretty quick and that's mm. probably part of the problem with that you know, I mean, we were doing, like, the Muncie Grawl when they were like, nobody can get back into Valhalla at the time. Yeah. Like, we were at fire code capacity. <laughs> mm-hmm. It felt like the shit, you know what I mean? Um, then that fell apart, like every band does. And then uh, I had a couple failed projects with people. And now I just started doing, like, my own thing over the last few years mm-hmm. where it's, like, just me having fun again. Because there was a while where it's just, like, everybody gets so wrapped up in the... Um, we're not making enough money. We don't have enough fans. And then you get into the marketing and it just fucking, it kills. If people don't it, want to devote the time to social media or whatever well, it takes to get Or that just there. becomes the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So you just become like, everything is marketing mm-hmm. at a certain point and people quit paying attention to yeah. you. You lose that. You want to keep having fun. It, yeah. There's no point in doing this. Yeah, definitely. Because it all became very unfun. You know what I mean? Like fights at shows and mm-hmm. amongst people that were supposed to be cool and all that and then it's like eh just not no more, not fun no more that's why I wanted to bring you on because like the rap and hip hop hip hop community is not something I've ever really been a part of right right and right, I know right. you've been around for a long time and you've yeah. been doing that for a while so that's why I wanted to get you on here so I don't really Word. know much about it here, I'm gonna take my jacket off you're good um I went oh man dude before I got on and started doing everything there's still a rich culture of like hip hop around here. Cats like uh, Nell Woody and uh, shit. Whitehead's been doing it forever. You know, what I mean, there's been a. I used to collect everybody's CDs and mm-hmm. shit back in the day. Uh, uh, that stack of CDs you see right up top there is actually all the local band CDs I have from over the years. So. Right. That's I got a box of them, dude. Yeah. It's ridiculous with me being old as shit. You know what I mean? I don't even know how old you are, dude. I'm 37. Um, see, that's weird to me because I'm 32 yeah. and you don't <laughs> you look younger than me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm 37, so I've been I've been at it for a while. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. What kind of stories you got about then? I remember you posted a Facebook status about uh, Doc saying y'all weren't gonna. Yeah, we couldn't draw anybody in well enough, and it's like, dude, here's the thing, like, uh, like to flip it. All right, here I'll tell the whole story and then I'll flip it on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just an open mic. Like I said, we were like 20, 21, some shit like that. And they're like, it's not even worth you guys having the lights on because we have to pay for the lights being on, but you're not bringing anybody in. And it's like, word, because it's an open mic. Like, nah, I'm mm-hmm. not responsible for drawing your crowd to hit your open mic. And let's no. just say I did, par se. Let's say I brought like 20 people in there. Cool, you going to give me a cut of anything since <laughs> I'm responsible for the crowd now? No. Like, because if it's you guys win, you win. Yeah, so, like, it, why is it my fault if you lose? You know what I mean? That's how I felt about that. Uh, shit, I, we played at uh, Moe's Tavern and mm-hmm. uh, Docks on Dill and um, all that before is Be Here Now. Yeah. So, I don't Moe's know. was always a fun place to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we performed at, like, four different stage locations downstairs, mm-hmm. which is weird. If you've been downstairs, you wouldn't think there have been able to even be four spots I with stages. I could think of three. The fourth one would be weird. The one where it is now, the one where the couches are, where it's kind of elevated, and then when you come down the stairs, that big corner over there. Yeah, and then they had one where it's like right in the middle. Oh, uh, so right in front of where it is now. Yeah. Hmm. So, or it'd be like 
No, not in front. Not like where we like in the right in the middle. Uh, I should say like where it'd be stage right middle. Did you play yeah. when it was yeah. there? Is yeah, that yeah. Did you already say that? All right, then maybe it's only three. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> it's where it's like elevated up now, where all the bands kind of. Yeah, see, this one wasn't elevated. This was uh, floor level. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah. It was always fun playing there, especially being in a metal band at the time, because people just get right up in your face. Oh yeah, that was something I always enjoyed. Yeah, I like I like playing at Be Here Now a lot. That whole space is dope because you forget that you're like downstairs and mm. in a small area. It just becomes like this intimate ass venue. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see, crazy ass memories from them. We brought uh, cannabis, which I don't know if you know who that is. He was like a one of the great MCs of the night, like early '90s or whatever. We brought him out there. Uh, we brought some Woo affiliates and shit through. Um, yeah, we did all, a chunk of that stuff here in town. Yeah. Um, do you remember? Uh, shit. What was it called? Uh, it's right around the corner from where Be Here Now is. And it was like the 20 or all ages venue. Mm-hmm. The launching pad. Yeah, launching yeah. pad. Yeah, that was the first spot I performed at, like, uh, after the docs thing. Oh, really? Yeah, we did, like, a docs open mic stuff. We got booked for an event, and then they never booked us again. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and then the launching pad. The launching pad, obviously, I think everyone played there. I'd hope so, right? It was a fun place to play. Uh, I know Larry, one of the guys that helped run it, is trying to start something again, and he's doing a podcast himself similar to this. Word. That'd be cool, man. I mean, it's just a spot for all them kids to be. There's a, I don't know if you know what the sauna is out in Ball State. Are you familiar with them kids? I've heard of it um, back before the whole pandemic bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. supposed to actually play there. No doubt. That would have been a great look for you guys, but too. fucking fell through, pandemic, not yeah. wanting to be this close to people. Yeah. I'm vaccinated. I had to because of work. I work word, with kids. Word. You know that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, they don't go anywhere, so I wanted to make sure I did my part. So, you know, they won't get shit yeah. from me. Uh, but at that time, man, the vaccines weren't even a thing. We didn't even know what the fuck was going Hell on. Hell no. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, we we missed on, out on that chance. You Did you act, did you get to perform there? No, I just know all the kids from working in uh, uh, Be, here, uh, now. be here Now. Yeah, because that's like... The second venue mm-hmm. for those kids. They'll do, like, house shows. Then they come over and do yeah. shit with us. Yeah. I'd All them kids that. are solid. You know what I mean? Shout out to that whole squad. I've heard good things about them. Um, the guy I had on here last weekend, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's did a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, he talked about the song. I think he was the one that actually helped get us on the show that ended up falling through yeah which not, not, you know nothing on him can't fucking control a virus yeah yeah no doubt how's that impacted you man i mean i had some time off and then we got back to it you know what i mean to be I, honest I'd... i'd be here now is the only one doing shows right now really that Probably. i can think of and at least yeah. in muncie because i've tr- i've gone i went a couple weekends ago to a show in fort wayne i've been making flyers for yeah i've seen you making a shitload of flyers yeah. that's awesome I've been doing that for this guy in Fort Wayne, but Muncie, man, like, I talked to Chris of Ahala. They mm-hmm. told me that their first, like, show show is going to be in June. Damn. Um, I asked him about August. He told me he'd get back with me because they just kind of want to see how things go. I mean, mm-hmm. they're playing it safe, which I understand. Yeah, I totally dig it. You know what I mean? Uh, when it comes to all that shit, to be straight up and down, I'm like, yo, uh, I feel like you can handle that how you want to as a business, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? As opposed to being like, a lot of people are real rigid about it. And I'm like, if you're going to do something, you're going to do something. And if you're not, you're not. I'm not going to sit there and judge you for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's that's your business, not mine. Exactly. That's why I was wondering about Be Here Now, because I know, I mean, you guys pretty much rely on revenue from bands. Yeah, we we definitely are a live music venue, you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? And I mean, we do good without the music, but it definitely helps to yeah. to bring them uh, good nights in. Not all the nights are good nights, though. Mm-hmm. I've had times where the bands it's all rough enough where it's like they're running people the fuck out the door, and you're like, oh man, I can't do nothing with this. <laughs> have you ever had any situations since you've been performing where people have been like, bro, you got to cut your set short? Or... Nah, not that I can think no, of. I've had times where thing. like we had a. Um, like recently, we had we were supposed to do a two stage event, mm. and then the outdoor stage got canceled because of the the rain and shit. So then we had to shorten everybody's sets. Sorry, I'm bouncing this. It's probably making thuds in the mic. 
But um, it, lo- it looks fine on here. All right. But uh, so it like made it where we had to cram everything down, and they just cut five minutes off of everybody's mm-hmm. set. So it wasn't like you cram everybody in that downstairs spot. Yep. Yep. Huh. Yeah, we'd be doing EDM shows and stuff. We yeah. I got a guy I work with that talks about the EDM shows still being a big thing there. So. Yeah, uh, Bailey, who runs um, New Hippie Entertainment, he, he's he been really putting in a lot of, of the, work with that scene, dog. Yeah, good dude, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Solid, solid dude, and he's professional about his business. He doesn't want anybody on no tomfoolery and shit. Well, how's that been with you performing-wise? When was the last time you were on a stage? Like, last week. Was it be here now? Yeah, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. So I don't know. I'm on. I perform next week. These was it a be here? That be here now? Yeah, yeah. yeah they got me uh, opening the show. You know what I mean? Do you have any flyers for that? I'd like to try to share people's um, stuff. I can send it to you right. or whatever, but I don't have any physical right. flyers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to try to share that for people. Yeah, I don't a, have that big of a following yet. Obviously, I think I. You're like my eighth episode, so we're, we're getting it. We're learning the ropes. This is my first little interview since I did a. Um, radio interview way back in the day mm-hmm. so i'm probably all rigid and shit too don't worry uh, about it it's all good people yeah. understand they know i'm not a, a podcaster entertainer by trade right i'm the weird bass player that stands off to the side and just yeah. plays too loud well that's probably this is probably like a solid thing for you then if you consider yourself a dude that just stands on the side just puts you in the forefront you yeah. know what i mean i Pretty. used to be like that but older i mean you know dude the older you get, the less you want to be the the main like. Yeah, you want to lay in the cut. Yeah. See what the hell's going on. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, how I does don't... that work with you? I mean, you're a solo artist now. Well, that's always. Uh, I always said I'm like an artist that hates attention, mm-hmm. so it's not like the best mix. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know. I do all right with it, I guess. From working um, out at be here now and doing shit shows since I don't know for over ten, twelve years or mm-hmm. however long it's been uh you learn not to see nothing you know what i mean yeah. and when people give you props you always know what you fucked up on mm-hmm. you're like yeah whatever dude yeah i hear I, you i'm yeah. i'm that way a lot when people tell me and i'm just i just like cool Check yeah they're like great show and you're like oh my god it really no, wasn't <laughs> i am awful i hate myself right now but don't you worry about that it's always tell people don't say when you fuck up though like if yeah. you're on stage you're like oh i messed up i'm like just I don't. I yeah. typically try not to say anything when I mess up, especially with like the music we play now. I can kick on some kind of effects pedal and make it really like distorted and loud. Nobody knows and no one what the fuck. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Until I can figure out where I'm at again. I <laughs> I try not to give it away on my face because like if I fuck up, you'll see my eyes. I know people can't see on this, but like my eyes get real big and I'm like shit. And then, right. then I have to slow down a little bit, to kind of catch where I'm at. Yeah, I'm horrible at hiding my emotions too. Yeah, it's like. That's why I look down a lot, man. You've seen, you've done yeah. sound for us. Most yes, of the time, I, I, I look down. I'm like, all right, all right, let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know a big thing with you, at least recently. Uh, I got to see that video of you with uh, Shaggy Two Dope. Oh, when I was on the uh, the Patreon or whatever. How did that yeah. happen, man? That's. Um. I'm not a big like psychopathic fan anymore mm-hmm. i grew up fucking loving that shit dude and seeing that yeah. and seeing like you and jake on there like that was cool dude hell yeah um and yeah jay gave us a shout out for muncie or whatever um they were just having a thing where it was like uh if you had any qualms amongst friends you could come in and have them <laughs> be your lawyers and i sent in a uh just a thing saying that this was what we had, mm-hmm. and they accepted it. It was a real fun time. You know what I mean? Everybody was really cool. Did you get to talk to them about music or any of that? Anything no, it, it was in straight. and out like a porno flick, bro. You, <laughs> it, 15 minutes and get on get on down the road. But, uh, yeah, everybody's really solid, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jacob got to sit in there, but he had dicks drawing all over his face, so that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I haven't got a chance to talk to him about that. I'll have to bring up the dicks drawn all yes, over his face. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. He had Shaggy Two Dope draw dicks on his face. It was uh... <laughs> it's funny, man. That was real funny. Um, but yeah, that was a good time. You know, I mean, they do the Patreons every month or every other month or whatever, mm. especially since the pandemic. Yeah. Hit, and they'll do... Uh, it's a lot, of, there's a lot of entertainment on there. Mm. Fun stuff. Yeah, I still love the shit out of everything they do. Uh, like I said, I appreciate it. I'll listen to it. 
uh, I have a, I like the old Dark Lotus when Mars mm-hmm. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll pull that out every now and then, got to find out the old iPod, you know, right, right, but, right, uh, it's just something I kind of died out on, but I still have respect for it, I mean, word, word. I spent a lot of my youth going to their, their shows, isn't that one of the best shows you could ever go to, yeah, dude, Hallow Wicked, The Gathering, yeah, the gathering. stuff I did at The Gathering, I can't talk about on you here, did, you damn right, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> gathering, we're sworn to secrecy, <laughs> yeah, it's like Las Vegas, if you go to The Gathering, it yeah. just stays there, yep, yeah, 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 would that be something, you'd be, like, if the opportunity ever came up? To like perform at the gathering. Oh, totally right. I mean, why not? I got a, uh, I got so much love for that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I compare like that culture a lot to like wrestling fans in the sense of like you just get shit on. Yeah. So much, but it's like it's so good that you have these things in your life that mm-hmm. give you enjoyment, and that's what cats forget about. You know, and I mean, like some people, like that's what they wake up and eat and breathe and it gives them like something to get through the day yeah and if any of us could ever create anything that helps anybody do that wouldn't that be awesome mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, like boo fuck these guys they're going what 30 plus years over 30 years bro and they had the juggalo march or they marched on washington yeah i, I was watched there all for that, that stuff you got the i did that yeah man what other cool stories you got like that no you can't talk about a lot of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, I did the march. That was, because I for real believed in that. I was like, wow, we're on a gang list because we listened to music. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I had to get my hatchet man tattooed to actually cover it up because I, it was considered a gang That's symbol. what I'm saying, man. And it really affected, uh, like, people in the military were kicked out. See, I didn't People know the lost their jobs it. and stuff. And, you know, it doesn't help in court when... They're trying to take your kids away mm-hmm. if you were to have a hatchet man tattoo. And See, I was coaching at the time, and yeah. my athletic director was a solid dude. He's an old school musician himself. He's been playing around here forever, too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that it was going through all the court cases and doing all that shit. And he pulls me in, and one day before practice, because I always showed up early, check kids' grades, you know, try to be a good coach. Right, right, right. And, uh, it's very obviously I w- would wear shorts all the time and very big on my right leg and he told me about it and I was like bro are you serious and he's like it's yeah. considered a gang sign now mm-hmm. and he's like I knew mm-hmm. you had one because I got it when I was in fucking like high school so and he was my right high like any like director. most people do yeah and yeah. He, he knew about it and he knew from then because he was my athletic director growing up too yeah and I, I was like I remember thinking just fuck like that's, I mean... Well, and the thing is, is that could happen to anybody. That's why I was so wild about it. It's a lot of people are like, man, whatever, it's just the jugglers. But it's like, no, dude, like, this legitimizes them being able to say, if there's a group of kids wearing Metallica t-shirts, hanging out at the park, having mm-hmm. a good time in rural America, they could just say, yo, anybody with that Metallica shirt's representing the same thing. And they yep. get gang money from the government. And they get to scrutinize the kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the sticker on the window. Pull them over. So now you get like a weed violation or something. And, and, and what, some hillbilly's beating his wife or whatever. <laughs> and I had to take the sticker off my car and do all that yeah, shit. Yeah, man. That's, it's crazy. Crazy. It's one thing if everybody thinks you're just a dick. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we get shit on a lot as juggalos. Which uh, always, is fine. Always. That's part of it. Like, p- the dopest part about being a juggalo is you ex- it's like just expect everybody to shit on you. Mm-hmm. And then you freak it anyway. You and know what I mean? That's what it's all about. Ties like you're saying with being a wrestling fan, too. Being, I'm a 32-year-old wrestling Bro, fan. Bro, totally. Like, I just lost the, the network because of the Peacock switch over. Mm-hmm. And they lost a bunch of the content. Because I was watching the old yeah. WCW main of, or uh, Saturdays. Yeah, dude. That's the thing that makes me mad with the Peacock thing right now is a lot of you lost a lot a of lot shit. of content like, so why am i running to get it no yeah. but yeah like tying that in being a fan of the psychopathic records being a wrestling fan fucking people just don't get it they don't they just want to shit on you and it's like dude you guys watch people do stuff that i could make fun of too mm-hmm. my <laughs> big thing with my girlfriend she likes making fun of mma right right even though it's you know real yeah. even though there's some of that that He's you, like, I'm a, I'm a mark. I know what, I know when I'm being worked. Yeah, exactly. And there's been some fights that I've been like, man, I'm definitely being worked on this. But she likes yeah. make making fun of that. She watches wrestling with me, but she likes making fun of oh, wrestling. Of course, too. yeah. 
Well, you don't want a girl that's going to agree with everything you like. That'd just be terrifying. Yeah. That, <laughs> she, well, that's one thing we... It makes for good conversation. Yeah. Uh, well, how's that been with you growing up, man? You've been doing the rap thing since you were 20. You're set, uh, 17 years now? Yeah, I wrote my first rhyme when I was like in fourth grade. How people view you on that? They were not feeling it. Because I grew up out in the middle of nowhere. I grew up, I went to Union High School. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know where that is. It's I out do. on 36. It's mm-hmm. like K through 12 and shit. Yeah, they'd use choice, some cats, not all, you know what I mean? But some of them would use very choice language. Just at the fact that you would listen to rap music. Yeah. So they were not, like, you weren't super accepted mm-hmm. for that. Uh, but it did, I don't know. I was addicted to it. There's since I was nothing a kid, wrong with that. You know what I mean? Um, I just remember yeah. how kids were at my school, especially being a white guy, being a rapper. We we weren't always that nice. I Myself included. I, see, I, I was, was one of the metal kids, though, that was like... I listened to rap, but right. my rap pretty much was most of what's actually on the shirt you're wearing right now. Classics. Yeah. Right, right. And when I would listen to the stuff my friends were trying to write or kids at school, and that's why I was curious, yeah. like, how that worked for you. I didn't rap for nobody at school at all. That was just something that I did on my own time. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, that was before uh, the internet was everywhere, too. So it would be, like, yeah. me with, like, an ice cubed. Today was a good day single, Mm -hmm. playing the Isley Brothers loop over and (laughs) over again, just trying to figure something out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been listening to hip-hop, though, since I was a wee lad, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I'd get um, these tapes, it'd be like hip-hop on the light tip or heavy tip or something from Kmart, and it'd have like (laughs) Cool Modi and like just uh, some Treacherous 3 tracks, like classic joints yeah and you'd be like ah oh, like the only kid out in the middle of a cornfield rocking that shit <laughs> when'd you end up moving to muncie um i always had family in muncie so i'd come into muncie on the weekends and then i ended up moving in uh, i'm still just laughing at the kid in the cornfield <laughs> yeah you know, it was real um but i ended up moving in muncie when i was like 18 or whatever because i got kicked out of my house and then stayed with some people for a little bit you know, shout out to the Sharp family. They let me crash at their crib, and then I came into town, and because mm. it was like, dude, I don't like being out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Some people are about that life. I am not about no. that life. I lived out there. I'm not about it. Anytime I could get into Muncie, I ran to it, because <laughs> it's like, yo, a gas station on the corner is fresh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Twenty minute drive to a gas station is not the dopest thing yeah. in the world. Especially trying to hang out with all your friends and do things like that. Bro, and I lived in a fucked up spot where it's like, even if I wanted to call my friends, it'd be long distance. So I, you could like, <laughs> right, right. Like, so like if I wanted to call my homies, it'd be like long distance and I'd have to be like, you ain't getting no more than a 10 minute phone call. You know what I mean? Yeah. If my you do, you're right. Yeah, dog. That's a violation right there. <laughs> How your parents, family feel about the... The, the rap yeah. stuff? Well, I don't have like... Okay, so I don't, like, I, was, I don't really know your okay, situation. Word, word. I have a wild situation. I grew up real crazy. My whole situation's a wild situation. But like, my mom passed away when I was fifteen or sixteen. She had an aneurysm, and then she was like a vegetable for a while, and then she she passed away. And my dad, me and him, never really got along. And mm-hmm. he's in prison. Oh, my dad got caught a fifty-five year joint. You know what I mean? My dad's doing life in prison. So like. He was never a fan of the fact that I listened to rap music. He was mm-hmm. not. My mom, she supported it before she got sick and all that. She'd like buy me my CDs and. That's how my, da- my mom was. My dad would take him away, and then when he'd be on the road, she'd give me the CDs back <laughs> until he got home. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I just my dad's like super supportive of what I got going on now. Yeah. But like we didn't talk for probably the first ten years he was locked up or something like that. When, me and him how was long ago did he get locked up? When I was twenty. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah, we never really got along or anything, and he kicked me out when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Then we were cool for like three months, and then he got locked up, and that was about the end of that. But you're talking to him again? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, which is cool, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It took a long time. Um, I had family members that would beef with me because I was beefing with my dad. Yeah, I know how that You know goes. how that goes, and it's like, my grandma's like, just mind your business. That's between, that's a, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what, whenever I see anybody beefing with their parents, I'm like, dog, I ain't got nothing to say about that at all. Cause I already know. Yeah. Cause that can't nobody tell you nothing. One, two, you don't know what that is. That's an awfully personal situation mm-hmm. to have an opinion on. That's why I've, a couple times I've 
been weird about bringing up the family situation in these interviews because I don't know everybody's story. No, man, word, but... yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, don't think any. It's cool that you asked yeah. me about it. It's everybody knows what my situation is that knows me anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I didn't really have a lot of like parental guidance after fourteen, fifteen. Um, and then, I don't know, I always compare myself kind of like a half-domesticated dog, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to be out there for real for a while, and uh, but I made it out of it, so it don't really matter. Yeah, I mean, you know were just mean? telling me earlier about buying in your own house and doing Yeah, I bought my own crib before I was 30, and I was, you know, homeless until I was like 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. See, it's, I think the first time I remember hearing about you specifically was through uh drew Manier. drew's my motherfucker i got mad love for drew it was yeah. i want to say around oh five oh five oh six because that's around the time i met him doc's days yeah yeah i remember uh i was still in high school and we were still trying to figure out how to play at bars and do things like that yeah word word and uh drew had brought He's like, well, I, you know, I know all these different musicians. I'm friends with them, and I remember your name getting brought up, but I don't remember really like. I don't think I remember meeting you until we got heavy into the suspension stuff there for a while. Word, I remember all that. I, yeah, because I went to a handful of those suspension shows. Mm-hmm. Drew's my dude. You know what I mean? So like, if he's doing something, I'm gonna show yeah, up. Yeah, anybody that knows him always. Had, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he can be wild sometimes, but so can I, and I think that's one of our bonding things. You know what I mean? <laughs> We can both have fun. Um, yeah, I, I remember Drew doing a lot of those suspension shows. Yeah. For a while, it got pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Were you at the modeling gig down in South, yeah. Southern Indiana? Did you see me about beat the shit out of that dude? Yep. Oh, I wanted I to kill him. That. I still wanted to kill him, but I was like... I was just looking through those pictures the other day, dude. I remember there was the one picture... Uh, I think you're in like your underwear or something. You damn right. I got on stage in my drawers. Yeah, I yeah. I was looking at that and I was like, dude, I gotta remember this to bring this up to Matt. I, I did. I, dude. I think it was like last last weekend. I was looking through everything and I was yeah. just like, holy shit, I can't believe we did that. Dude, I got so I was pretty drunk before that. I won't lie, that helped. No, uh, dude, I think all of us were buzzing pretty hard yeah. that. I went and got a bottle. I'd see, I I ran off uh, and I was I went and asked this homeless dude where the clearest spot to get liquor was <laughs> in the closest spot and he told me so I went down there got me a little bottle and gave him a little dollar or whatever. I was drinking, uh, I think they called him Joker. I was drinking with him in his truck mm-hmm. and in between going in there and hanging out and yeah, that was the, a good time. I dude, I got so my like I did a job where I was. Uh, putting concrete down right before we did the thing where i wanted to kill the dude or whatever mm. the fuck and uh so my forehead got caustic shit all over it and then i got sunburnt so i went to this modeling gig and my forehead was just like on blast dog i was like they're not going to use any of these pictures there's no way i look like somebody took a cheese grater to my face i was so <laughs> jacked up for that those are good that was a good time though i remember that yeah that was a lot of good fun um a big thing we talk about that I, uh, since I've had a lot of like metal guys on here, mm-hmm. uh, it's just like how the the community is surrounding like what you play. Oh, uh, within the hip hop community, yeah. I'd say now. Um, like I said, I don't know much. Now about it's it. solid, dude. Uh, you know, when we were in the younger days, there's a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. But we were, I would say, musically, everybody was switching from an old model to a newer model. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, because the whole model had changed. It, it changes with every genre. Yeah. So, like, as this change is happening, people are practicing, like, older ways mm-hmm. and being more competitive. Uh, at this rate, man, these kids got it down. They are they're a community. Everybody's helping each mm-hmm. other. They help each other get, like, recording time. Uh with social media, you know, that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody seems pretty inclusive. It's pretty cool right now. And there's more talented artists than I've ever seen mm-hmm. in this city. I swear to God. I'm going to have to get my ass out to one of them shows just so I can kind of see for myself kind of yeah. thing. It's wild because, you know, remember back in the day, it'd be like, there were some good bands. Mm-hmm. There were some good rappers. There were some a couple of good yeah. bees. Now you'll come out and you'll be like, well, that one band wasn't all that. 
It's like, whoa. Because I remember being like, well, I'm here for my friend. <sighs> this is kind of rough. Yeah. I already know what you're talking about with that. It gets it gets old after a while, but now it's like wow, this is all a lot of talent, mm-hmm. and they're uh, and that's with all genres too, man. Some of these kids are shredding. And with quarantine right now, man, everybody's probably just been working on material. I hope so. Writing. You know what I mean? I, I hope so. I know. In my band standpoint, that's what we've been doing. I mean, we were off like the first three, four months of it. Decided to write a new set then decided to change genres and scrap the new set and yeah. then we brought in a vocalist and then a member left and now we have to write a new set again so we're like three times into starting over right. now she said by the time we get this shit done it's gonna be clean bro it's, it's gonna... fucking better be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude i had yeah. to change like my whole style of playing like because mm-hmm. we lost a guitar player oh man and, i mean you know about music like yeah you lose you go from a two guitar player band to a one guitar player band and we don't want to bring in a second one just because it's a hard it's a hard genre to find someone that fits especially someone that wants to play what we're playing now mm-hmm. before you leave after this is done I'll we got some like pre-production stuff we've been yeah, working Zach on Zach said you've been recording and some stuff I'll uh, play you a couple of them yeah definitely but um, it's more like a we I, I don't I do and don't like how it's been kind of labeled because I'm not a big label guy anyway. Yeah. Dude, I'm just playing music. Like, that's. that's this is what's coming out of my body. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people have been calling it like a blackened grunge type, which is cool. Stoner metal esque. Yeah. That's and what that, that term sounds like to me. More hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. And. I've just been learning through quarantine, especially with Clifton recently, mm-hmm. like teaching me different ways to like get my hand faster and better. Word. I mean, I've been playing bass for a long time, but do any kind of music, rap, hip hop, metal, mm-hmm. folk, blues, you're always learning. If you're not always I learning, I hope so, yeah. You're, you're not doing it right if you're not always learning. Yeah, I don't think you're even like a good artist if you find yourself complacent ever. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, exactly. I'd say all the greats are never satisfied with anything they're doing. You know? How would you feel if listen back to something from 17 years oh, ago it's to listen to worthy, dog. I already know. <laughs> Have you gone down that rabbit hole? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes I will. I have like I don't have a whole whole lot of material, but I'll definitely go back and listen to some of the old stuff, mm-hmm. and I hate every last bit of it. Um, I don't like my vocal schemes or <laughs> any of it. And at the time, you know, we was, it was pretty good, but now I'm totally not. Yeah, and that's the evolution and growth. Like. Yeah, yeah. You're like, boy, that's so bad off, and the mixes on everything are horrible. Ugh. Horrible mixes. I have a live track recording of a band I was playing in in like '08. And I fucking hate every time I hear my voice come in on it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, no vocal technique. Just fucking yelling as loud as I, yeah, as loud as I can into my... Oh, dude, I'm just happy I don't have more live recordings of old performances. Especially once we were really, really moving on stage mm-hmm. all the time. Because you, this is, what, like, what sucks for rappers is, like, your friends will come to, like, a few shows or whatever, and they'll get you pumped, right? Yeah. So you're, like, drunk. And you're yelling into the microphone, mm. and you think it's good, and then it's, and it's not. It's, it's not. just your friends are fucking pumped to watch you, yeah. And it's just you drunk yelling into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so the number of those I have are probably uh, worthy of shit, bowing my head in shame. You know what I mean? It's uh oh, those are, and you see rappers do it all the time, especially the younger cats that have no clue. Mm. They're just like, you gotta rah, work. Rah, rah, rah gotta work on voice control definitely well and a lot of them are rapping over their vocals too so like they don't even know what the hell it sound anything sounds like uh, see i didn't know that yeah man that's the that, there's certain acts that i've seen perform over their vocals and i find it like understandable when there's like all hell breaking loose on stage or mm-hmm. something and you're just like oh this is a spectacle i get it yeah when but, you have like, like a stage show and everything yeah i can get it and i know like a lot of rappers have done that like eminem's done that mm-hmm. and all that but like for me personally, I'm like, eh, you yeah. don't even know what you sound like. And that, that'd be a thing with me, too. I just feel like that'd be weird. I would want to hear myself and know what I sound like, especially even when I did vocals. Like, I like being able to know myself in it. I didn't want vocals overpowering everything, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. I wanted to be able to hear, because, dude, in metal, you fall into that, too, especially when you're playing, like, that hype-type metal, not the, like, 
the slow, doomy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When your intention is to get everyone hyped and just beating the shit out of each other in mosh pits. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a little drunk, and then you get a little loud, and you get a little bit more aggressive, <laughs> and then you start forgetting your techniques, and then the next Vocal day you can't talk. Vocal shit by the third song. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there, too. So that, that's a thing that happens in all genres, man. Yeah, just overworking it. Overworking it. I like being able to hear myself to control myself. Mm-hmm. And I imagine rapping would be a lot of the same too especially once you get them really tight-knit syllable mm-hmm. joints where it's like sometimes you lose that breath control you're going to just fumble and lose the whole thing that's a chunk of my stuff is is that real tight niche mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i don't i like my i don't like to have anything distracting me from yeah. what i'm supposed to be doing um how, how do you record yourself i got pro tools mm-hmm. so like i'll just you know, you click the button, you walk across the room, you get mm-hmm. frustrated and walk back. You know <laughs> what I mean? That, that's that's what I do. Do you make all your own beats and everything? For the most part. The last project I put out, um, do you know who 80's Dad is? Mm-hmm. He did all the production on that. Nice. Yeah. And we called it uh, 80 with a Z, MF. So it's a real basic name, 80's MF, whatever the fuck. I didn't know what to call it. Yeah. But it was like a six-track joint. It was real fun to do because I didn't have to do all the production. Mm-hmm. I could just like rap. Yeah. Uh, oh, then just awesome. worry about that and not. Ha- oh man, I can imagine. Yeah, because usually I do all my own production, mm-hmm. and it does become exhausting. Uh, dude, I can relate. I don't do our production, but I see what it does to Clifton. Dude, he it re- drives you nuts. He records everything for us. Yeah, and I mean the. I don't know if you looked in the garage down there, but fucking, we got mics everywhere, interfaces, mm-hmm. cord, uh Yeah, when we run into each other, it's, I was telling him about uh, getting Melodyne and all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're just, we'll complain about mixing to each other when we <laughs> see each other. Like any. And my cat's popping up to say hi. Yeah, it's okay. Animals are, critters dig me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. Uh, where can we find your stuff at? I know I put it on your promo flyer that I made. Word. Uh, if you go to just mattfoy.com, F-O-Y.com, you, all the links are there. Mm-hmm. I don't have any Spotify or anything like that up. And it's kind of like I'm not satisfied with the quality of anything enough to put on Spotify. But even then, like, uh, dude, I still have over 10,000 hits on everything. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing, though. Yeah, man. You don't always have to cash into Spotify. They don't pay you for shit. No, they, yeah, you're just doing it so people have access. Yeah, That's exactly. the only reason to do it. There's no there's no money in it. I think uh, I got our uh, Spotify, Apple Music deposit from, like, 2020, and, and I think I got, like, 10 bucks in my As bank a, account. Yeah, we're on a big shit. 38-cent check yeah. or something stupid. Yeah. I think the 10 bucks was the most we've made in a while. Had just to spend 80 that. to put it on there yeah. and you made... made 10 yep well yeah. the pandemic fucked a lot of that for us too we had more goals going into last year but i mean you can't control shit no i dude i double i knuckled up and doubled down like i just started putting like creating more content mm-hmm. especially like initially i had like three months off dude well that's it was we, lit that's i was getting I got that in. camera now too is we did a live stream set trying to do Word. that trying to adapt to everything mm-hmm but it just yeah, I just started putting out ridiculous. I'm a hermit anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they're like, hey, man, you have to sit at home. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> Nobody can come over. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I am cool with this. Yeah, this is how I live my life. Yeah, because I just really spend most of my time sitting in a room making music, mm-hmm. man. That's all I do anyway. So give me three months with that shit. I'm good. Hell yeah. Yeah. If I knew more about it, which I'm learning more because uh, – I, we use Personas, the mm-hmm. Studio One, to record downstairs, and Clifton actually hooked me up with it on my laptop. That's how I'm recording us right now. Okay, word, word, word. He's I'm want, not very familiar with Studio One, but I know a lot of people that yeah. work with it. He's wanting me to learn more about it so I can start helping him more, which I'm cool with. I mean, this dude does a lot for yeah. us. So. It's weird once you get into, like, you get all the information, and you're like, hey, here, let me try to help you out, and then what's... It's funny is that like, at the end of the day, no matter what you do, he's still gonna put a finishing touch mm-hmm. on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's he's nitpicky anyway. Sometimes I just we let him go. Yeah. That's what it, it's like. A sound tech is like that. I found mm-hmm. 
I guess I'm an easier sound tech to work with than a lot of them, though. So even you so- still have one of my favorite comments, man. We were playing, <laughs> we were playing that outdoor stage at Be Here Now, and you were like, "Can you turn your bass rig down anymore?" I just said into the mic, I was like, "Bro, I'm on two. and you're yeah. like, "Shit, I guess I'll figure this out." Right, right. Well, then like, we'll keep it moving. Uh, and yeah, it, it's just it's how I tweak my rig, man. Everything is just. At our whole thing was everything fucking loud, and it was. <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, I'm on two. Like, if I could turn down lower than I two. didn't argue you with it. I was like, <laughs> "All right." <laughs> it happens, man. And being yeah. being a sound guy yourself too, like, uh, I can only imagine the, some of the shit you have to deal with just because some of the shit. My as a musician myself, I've put some sound guys through some. Yeah, shit. yeah. I I've only had like, I don't know, maybe like. One really bad incident I can think of. I'm not saying it's like only one bad show, but mm. one really bad incident yeah. where I had to get up on a dude and stuff. <laughs> I, I would hope most of the time people are yeah. being pretty cool. I try to be cool and respectful going in. Because mm. I already know there's an anxiety there. Mm. So I want, like, as a sound tech, I want you comfortable, and I want me comfortable, and I want to win. I want us to win. I want mm. to say team, same team. Because, like, you can even think about it as, like, me being selfish. I don't want the owner to come in there and it sound like shit and me look bad, buddy. Yeah. How about that? Just sound, for my own, I want uh, it to sound great in here. This is how I'm getting paid. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, like, sabotage you in any weird way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where the hell that mentality comes from sometimes. They're like, oh, right, right. They it's think like, the sound guy's out to get them. Yeah. I've had that. I when I was younger, I, had, I sometimes had that mentality. Right. And then I started, like... Uh, just traveling and playing more and then helping out at bars and kind of mm-hmm. learning the sound guy's perspective and like just sitting talking sharing you know a couple drinks with them and learning like nah, they ain't out to get me they're just out to help me yep. and I, I kind of dropped that mentality about 11 10 11 years ago mm-hmm. i guess if you don't know you don't know yeah and yeah. that was just my thing i just i just didn't know so but there are some of some of us that are dicks mm-hmm. like where people are like man you're one of the like yeah. this last guy let me tell you this horrible story <laughs> and I'm like man I don't I don't know I, I can't say anything for them yeah. maybe they haven't ever been a musician I know I've had times where I've dealt with security at shows where I have like the the right pass to go wherever mm-hmm. and I, I don't have it on me and uh, I have to go get it or whatever and this guy's like look bro you don't have the pass you ain't getting through here. And they're getting all pumped and shit. Because it's like their one opportunity to be an authority. Yep. And I think sound guys have that same problem sometimes where it's like, you didn't make the band. Mm-hmm. You didn't, you know, nobody gives a shit about your music. So now you have to be a sound tech. Now this is your one chance to show people that you're in charge. And you're like, <laughs> oh God. It's like an overhyped security guard. You're just like, go sit down somewhere, yeah, bro. I've definitely been in those shoes. Especially not gonna name names of places but some yeah. places i've played in indie oh i could see that i've, I've had some I've, there's been sound guys where i've just been like where i i've been walked out of venue before <laughs> for an interaction with the sound guy so i won't yeah. like i said i'm not gonna name places no or but it was a fucked up situation and yeah 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 a little drunk a little hyped I could see that. Kind of crazy. Can you hear me fine or whatever? Yeah, dude, you're, right, still, you're cool. still registering. Right, it's I been good. You talk loud it. enough, man. I try to project. We'll see. I mean, you you know. The deal, yeah, I've so. played with these microphones for a few days. Uh, these aren't the best quality ones, but dude, they do the trick. I've been able to get everyone so far so good. Mm-hmm. My first like two episodes were recorded on my phone. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Clifton was like, dude, you ain't doing that shit anymore. He was like, I'm going to give you my personas to show you how to use it. You're going to make all of us look bad. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> and then girlfriend got me these. I ordered that. And now just, it works. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. another microphone in here that if, uh, and then I got uh, the Clifton's interfaces down there if I need to like add more people, do mm-hmm. things like that. But uh, one of the mics I have is like a more of a, room type mic so if i had like two people sitting there i would just take this down and sit it right there yeah and, yeah yeah and, and pick both of them yep. up yep i'm gonna yeah. have to do that eventually uh i got jesse and josh yeah over. i've seen that that's awesome so i got mad love for those guys yeah they're they, great yeah they're great they're killing it right now too man fucking i every weekend yeah. all over different states yeah and i've like, seen she had like uh some acting gig that she just 
picked up yeah, or whatever too. It was it's Brad like, Entertainment or something. I can't yeah, I remember know. all the info, but I remember seeing that post. Yeah, I got too. mad love for those guys. They've always been hella supportive, and mm-hmm. we all did the modeling gig yeah. together and all that too. Yeah, I got because um, you're a wrestling fan too. Next Thursday, the local wrestling promoter. Yeah, I seen Congo Kong's gonna be yeah. in there or whatever. That's my dude, man. I'm I got look- mad love for that guy. I'm looking forward to doing that show with him just because yeah. uh, Boogeyman's on one of the shows. Yeah, I seen the second yeah. one. Right? Yeah, dude. and I. He, I love the Boogeyman because uh, my mom bought me a wrestling figure, the Boogeyman, when he was like super popular. Yeah. And my like nieces and nephews, when they would come over and I'd be upstairs, and when they'd stay the night, my mom would be like, "You got to be good because Justin's got the Boogeyman oh, upstairs," shit. and they they freak out and everything, yeah. and I'd come down with this little wrestler. And <laughs> but have have you actually ever met the guy that? does the boogeyman character no fucking dude he's so nice that's like, what i've heard i've, I've he, heard that i've heard he's like a really polite dude and like he's real smart too mm-hmm. or whatever someone said i met him at a convention he was at a horror convention a few years ago and mm-hmm. i'm and he was full boogeymaned out the fucking worms and everything and he full on will yell at you like i'm the boogeyman and i'm right. coming to get you and it would just be like even at like 25, 30 years old, I was like, damn, like that's. This motherfucker believes that shit. And he's, he's even <laughs> he's in his goon. 50s, he's a big fucking yeah. guy. He's always injury prone. Yeah. That's what I heard the big issue with him was. And then, but he was like, when you'd be at his table talking to him, he'd give you the whole boogeyman spiel. And then he would sit there and just talk. Mm-hmm. And he was just really cool, like down to earth, super nice guy. So I think it's cool that Terry was able to get him for a show. Mm-hmm. I think I'm actually going to try to go to at least one of those because you're talking about Kong Kong, fucking yeah, Boogeyman. I didn't know about his TNA run, the Kongo Kong dude. I didn't I, either. I recently watched a thing about it and I was like, yo, he did pretty pretty good in TNA. I fell out of TNA there for a while. Because it was awful. Yeah. It was fucking horrible. And now it's getting better, dude. The fucking yeah. impact definitely mm-hmm. has brought it to another level. We could probably go on a whole other podcast. Yeah, we podcast could definitely a whole other wrestling. podcast, a wrestling podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I had to stop, uh, you know, Corey Runyon, Demon Zarathka, him and I had a a thing because every time him and I get together and talk, when we bring up wrestling, dude, it'll be one o'clock and next thing we know it's four o'clock. And when he did my podcast, I was like, we aren't talking about wrestling. We can't talk wrestling, wrestling, buddy. Yeah. We will go on for two fucking hours, probably more. Yeah. That's, I think this all started with me supposed to be telling you stories about rap and stuff and here we are yeah yeah i mean you got anything you else you want to add in or we keep going well um shit i guess like uh i don't even know what where we could get where else we could go with that well my, my uh some of my friends have been telling me like the biggest critique they want is they want it to be more casual like you and i are right now yeah definitely they say right. they want it to sound like it, it's two friends bullshitting like yeah get more your history so out than being like this is very yeah yeah no i feel that thing good good and that that works out because i'm sure i did not stay on subject for shit i didn't too much either but i haven't talked to you in a long fucking time no we either. haven't seen each other probably since your last show at be here now well, that would have been I, November of 2019. No way. Yeah, because uh, our last show as a band was December was of 2019. Was it downstairs? Yeah. Damn. 2020 was a weird one. It was, it was right before, uh, it was like a weekend or two before Thanksgiving. Okay. And then our last show was, I can't remember the name of the bar, but it was... It was this tiny ass little bar in Indy that's like outdoor deck was bigger than the bar inside itself. Oh man! Oh man! It was a cool place to play. Uh, See, some sure... of the smaller part the spots are cool to play. Like um, Brass Rail in Fort Wayne, yeah. that's small, and I love playing Brass Rail. Uh, Indian old school. They got us the show there, and I know you. Yeah, they, I've, they... yeah, I fucks with them dudes real yeah. heavy. I've played or uh, ran sound for them a gang mm-hmm. of times. And we try to play a lot with them. I'm trying to get them on this show too. At yeah, least, that... at least one of them. I'd like all three of them. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Definitely the brother trio. All three of them are solid dudes. Mm-hmm. Parker, the uh, singer guitar player mm-hmm. brother, he's dude, he's helped us so much. Like trying to break into the Anderson scene. Word. Because the style of music we used to play was if you played that around here, Anderson was the place to play. Mm-hmm. And we didn't fucking know anybody. No one really like Yeah, that kid's got a good a good heart on him, it seems. Yeah. You know what he's I mean? He's such a genuine dude. And yeah. uh we got Hunter Knight, he actually hooked us up with Parker, and Parker okay. was like, "Hey, you guys want to play out here?" And then the whole it just kept going. So that's dope. It's a that's community, awesome. man. Talking yeah, it, like it how is. You're saying, yeah, man. man. Everyone's got to help everybody. Dude, there's this kid. Uh, 
Kamari is, I think, how he said he used to go by KD or whatever. This kid shows up to like an open mic or whatever, and he does really well. I was like super impressed. And then he comes to another show and he's like, "Hey, do you think I could get on or whatever?" And I'm like, "There's no way. It's booked. Mm-hmm. But go tell the guy if anybody drops off. Yeah, you'd be down to pick a spot up." So this Networking. all it all happens. The kid gets to rock this show, and he's been getting picked up and booked ever since. And it's like that's how I would say this scene is for the like that's how yeah. together everybody is. Is it's like this kid showed up just wanting to be a part of the scene, and then turns around and gets on a show because somebody drops off, and like everybody has so much love, they still just keep mm-hmm. booking each other. Dude, that's Super the thing that's helped cool, me man. before, especially first starting was just talking to people being like yeah i know you're booked but we're not booked this weekend so if you have anything pop open yeah yeah, man um if anybody is listening to this and they plan on trying to be in music you know closed mouths don't get fed Mm -hmm. that's That's the thing i was gonna ask is if you had any advice yeah if you want to be on a show tell some people you want to be on the show don't expect someone Mm -hmm. just to see you and think you're great and that don't matter what genre any genre yeah if you don't network you're not gonna get booked Mm -hmm. Um, another bit of advice I would throw cats is like, if you're going to book a live show, talk to the sound guy if you can before you get there. That'd be, that. that's great. Uh, new thing we're going to work on. I hit all the people up. Something I'm going to uh, tell people too. Uh, we're going to work on a stage plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having a stage plot as a band. Yeah. Super stellar. Cause all you have to do is send one email, mm-hmm. PDF, bong. Now I have all the information I need to, to, to work with you. Definitely. And yeah. that's, that's the thing definitely advice that i would piggyback off of with you saying talk to the sound guy talk to the if sound you, guy if you're working with the promoter ask the promoter be like hey do you have like facebook of the, the who's running sound that yep. night so i can hit them up because uh, that's helped us with you uh guy used to run sound there before you just mm-hmm. jo- josh yeah. there's justin and it, then josh both both yeah, yeah. i was gonna say justin he would talk to me every time Yep. His, he, his, he taught the, me a whole lot. That dude's super smart yeah. when it comes to sound tech stuff. He he, he hated doing sound for us just because of how loud we Oh, were yeah, y'all don't give a damn. I know how he, y'all He's feel. a good dude otherwise, but, man, did he hate running sound for us. <laughs> but he was another thing. We always talked. We would talk yeah. to him, Chris of Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris is awesome. I used yeah. to uh, rehearse at Chris's mm-hmm. house with our band and stuff. Oh, man. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I got mad love for Chris. He's a great guy, man. I, dude, it's we call Valhalla like our home Base. Home base, word, yeah. ain't nothing wrong with that. And we a couple weeks ago we were talking about it, and we were just like, dude, it's fucking weird. Like we haven't been we haven't been at Valhalla since 2019. Like what mm-hmm. the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah. And we would like do a Toys for Tots show every year, mm-hmm. and we didn't get to do that last year. And that would have been like our fifth one. Hell yeah, yeah, and, that'd have been yeah. That's I did a I haven't done any I haven't booking in a long time. I haven't booked anything in a while. It might be weird to run and sound at a venue. Oh, it's I mean, already weird when you're running sound and performing. Mm-hmm. That's already weird enough. Well, so, how, yeah. would it, how would it be if, like, say I booked you at Valhalla to do yeah. a thing with us? Like, right. how are you going to make that work if you have a show that night? What I would do is I'd see if somebody could cover my shift. Mm-hmm. I got, like, Josh that used to run sound for us, he still comes in and uh, he'll help me out. Yeah. Because, like, like, when I did the... Um, I think when I did the Patreon thing you were talking about with ICP, he had to cover my shift and stuff. Yeah, he he, he runs backup for me. And I got this other kid. I'm supposed to be showing some stuff, but I haven't really seen him in a while. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find somebody that's going to be good at doing sound stuff. Like, to find so Mm -hmm. I can go do other shit. But, you know, I got a few people here and there. That's just a a thought. Because one thing uh, I was talking with Hunter about is trying to make more diverse shows mm-hmm. especially after the pandemic like when everything starts to open back up more yeah because there's a lot of us out there that haven't been able to do anything mm-hmm. and yeah there's places in fort wayne like i told you like i'm dude there's three venues in fort wayne i'm fucking making flyers for every damn weekend yeah, so i like, see you on on the old uh, insta joints and yeah and, and whatnot yeah yeah but I mean, like around here, because this is all, like I said, it's a local music scene podcast. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. talking to bands from like Anderson and wrestling promotions, but that it's local, and that's how I feel about it. And uh, I would like to at least, yeah, we're more like a black metal band now, but there is nothing wrong if we want to play with 
fucking Indian old school. If not at all. With not us, at like, all. And that's one thing, advice going forward too, dude. Don't be scared to book shows. Like No, don't. If you're going to play with a band yeah. you've never played with, go for it. Because mm-hmm. those connections, man, you have no idea what kind of connection you'll be able to meet. Man. Dude, definitely. I had, uh, when I had this one year where I just took and booked all shows that were multi-genre shows. And we gave all the money to charity. And I did better that year than I ever did. Like, I made more money. We had more people at all the shows. Mm-hmm. And it was just, they were all multi-genre shows. Like, I think we pulled, uh, what was it, man? We Like, 300 people into docks one night or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just like, everything was different. Yeah. That's the thing I miss, man. Uh, some of those old days, especially docks. Oh, man, docks was the spot, and everybody shit on it yeah. so much. But you, could, I swear, you can't say downtown's been the same mm-hmm. since they closed. You could throw a metal band, a rock band, a rap group, and a fucking blues group together. and It's going to pop. Yeah. Yeah, I've been on those shows, man. I I remember those days. <sighs> yeah, especially. Dude, that's a, you, have you had Mike on here at all, Mike Martin? No, you should. I know he'll be down to come over Dude. and talk. He has a lot of stories. Yeah, I'm sure we could probably go on for fucking hours. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. He's one I've thought about. Um, after not to tell you should have or whatever, but you know, no, he's on my list. I have a list of people that I want to talk to. After May 30th, man, because I've been doing this every weekend, and then uh, next week I have two in the same week because I'm mm-hmm. trying to help the wrestling promotion get their word out, and I'm just like, fuck it, Terry. I've known Terry, the uh, coons that runs it a long, long fucking time. Right. And uh, I was like, dude, I'll help you out, fucking throw you on here. You get to talk about it. I'll make sure I get every, like, because I do, like, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll make sure I get everything up like that night yeah so you can promote it that way because yeah it's cool sharing flyers and shit but sometimes people just want to hear you talk about it definitely definitely. he does his he does this thing like called coon dog corner Mm -hmm. and where he just does facebook live and talks about it but i mean there's other avenues where it's going to pick up Mm -hmm. i do better on fucking youtube that's why the camera's going right now because people like watching it you know what i'm saying like i'm a i'm a rogan fan but since i can't watch it on spotify on my tv i don't watch it i like i don't know what it is i like the visual stimulation yeah as i'm doing it i don't know well that's the thing too you're talking earlier about emotions on your face and shit man yeah rogan's one of those people dude his facial expressions yeah he'll be like "Eh." yeah all wide in the face when something's funny or whatever definitely yeah and that that's all part of it mm-hmm. like you, yeah i could see why youtube would be more than just the other listening things well that was my my drummer's idea he was like put that shit on youtube dude he's like trust me people are he's like it's gonna do well on there it's probably do better than your podcast easy to share yeah uh my YouTube views are way more than my Spotify streams. I could, I imagine, <laughs> I could see that. It's like it's, it's easier to share. Um, one of the things about me not doing the Spotify was the fact that, like, not saying I'm not ever going to, but it's like, if I want to share something with you and you don't have Spotify, I, what the fuck is a Spotify link worth? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I want it to be easily accessible. That's why if you go to my like my site. There's a free music spot, and then you just mm-hmm. click on that, and it's everything, and you have full access to anything that you can play on whatever device or download it. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, coming towards the end here, plug yeah. your shows you got coming up, man. All right, the 15th, I'll be playing at Be Here Now. Um, I think I'm going to be opening the hip-hop stage. That way I can run sound for the rest of the night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and it's going to be an EDM show outside, hip-hop downstairs. Um May 15th, shout out to Jalen, shout out to Bailey, No Rivals, and uh, New Hippie Entertainment, they're the ones putting it mm-hmm. putting it together, and that's about, it. that's all I got coming up for right now, you know what I mean, I've been working on some beats to make things a little bit more digestible, because mm-hmm. you know, I, I do like, like I said, real tight niche rhyme scheme, so sometimes the beats are a little too busy, and you can see people, it's like watching a Japanese wrestling match when they're done, they're like... <laughs> I thought, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm just sitting there like, okay, that one didn't stick. Let me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. And then mattfoy.com. Mattfoy.com will take you to the Instagram, the YouTube's, the SoundClouds, the mm-hmm. anything you need to. 
I'm glad SoundCloud's still doing its thing. It makes me feel better knowing I still have one going for the band. You damn right. <laughs> I'm not that I ever look at it, but I do have a SoundCloud. Yeah, I, I, I push I, I put shit on it, but yeah. I don't ever check like our streams or like shares or any of that. No, I got a Twitter too, and I don't look at that too often either. Dude, so. I have, I use Twitter for wrestling. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, word word. All right, man. Well. Uh, again, check us out on uh, got the Muncie Music Scene seven six five on Instagram, Facebook, the YouTube channels. Actually, through my band's channel because I'm fucking lazy and didn't want to start another YouTube channel. So you can look up Cocaine Culture Band on YouTube, and you can find all the Muncie Music Scene podcasts, the videos that are going on right now. Plus, Cocaine Culture is just a great name. You know what <laughs> I mean, like, why wouldn't you look that up on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that, man. I'm going to sign off now. Everybody have a good day. Thank you, guys.